100% of Utah is currently facing a drought, with 36.9% facing extreme drought. Studies show this is the driest the state has been in 1,200 years. So what should we expect for the future? Michael Sanchez, with the Utah Division of Water Resources, says snowpack monitoring is important. 95% of our water comes from our snowpack, so we're really looking to the snowpack as kind of an indicator of how much water we will actually get. Our, our snowpack didn't get to normal amounts as we wanted them to. We peaked at about 12 inches this year where we wanted to get up to 16. Utah needs an above average snow year to get us back on track, especially after below average snowfall the past few seasons. This isn't what we're getting, but fortunately, our soil moisture has improved this year. So what soil moisture will help out in is when we have this huge runoff, when all the snow snowpack melts, it will go into the reservoirs rather than being soaked into the soil. So what should we expect for the upcoming dry season? There is some good news, but there also is a little bit of bad news. The bad news is that our reservoir storage is around 10% lower than it was this time of year. So we're heading into it already less storage than we had last year and with a below average snowpack. So it's it could have been worse, but it could have been a lot better. We hoped for a lot better. As Utah continues to face its prolonged drought, Many areas are seeing negative environmental impacts. Soren Simonson, the executive director of the Jordan River Commission, explains what he sees. We're starting to see the, the impacts reveal themselves kind of gradually. The water patterns have shifted. The groundwater has been reduced. For several years, we've been doing these tree plantings around the Jordan River to help with wildlife habitat preservation and restoration. And as we've planted the trees, we've noticed that there's just a not, not enough groundwater to sustain them. And so many of them have died. And you know these are areas that should have groundwater and they don't necessarily any longer. Dry conditions have also contributed to more wildfires throughout the state, including near the Jordan River. Typically, we see wildfires happening in the mountains, but more and more we're seeing wildfires beginning to happen more frequently around the Jordan River. A big problem with water is water management and where it's going. About 90% of the water in the Jordan River is diverted, and it's diverted for things like agriculture and industry, some of which don't exist anymore uh, in the way they have historically, so a lot of that water is not even being used. With both the drought and water diversion, lots of rivers have been seeing record low levels. I've never seen the river as low in the springtime as what we're seeing right now. Just a couple of weeks ago, we paddled the Jordan River in Utah County, and usually it's a river that's 100 feet wide and 10 to 12 feet deep. And we were paddling along the muddy bed of the river um, with just enough water we could barely get through. It was just alarming to see how little water there is right now. The Jordan River is one of the major tributaries of the Great Salt Lake. One of the greatest threats of the drought is the Great Salt Lake drying up. Katie Newborn, with Friends of Great Salt Lake, knows this is a big issue. So we've definitely been noticing significant decreases in water levels as the years go on. In 2021, the lake actually reached the lowest levels in recorded history, and that is a really big problem, obviously. 
The main reason for this is a combination of years of water diversion from the many rivers that naturally flow into the Great Salt Lake, mixed with the extreme drought, making it so some rivers aren't reaching the Great Salt Lake at all. Michael Sanchez says the Great Salt Lake is important from an economic standpoint. The economic output of Great Salt Lake is about $1.3 billion. And mining companies also extract around 2 million tons of minerals per year from the Great Salt Lake. Along with being important economically for the state, the Great Salt Lake is an extremely important stop for migrating birds. So the Great Salt Lake is actually the biggest and most important saline lake in the Eastern Flyway. That means that the lake sees from 5 to 10 million birds each year from over 300 species. So the lake is clearly a very crucial place for them to stop by and nest, feed, and rest. Recently, there has been a lot more focus and awareness surrounding the drought and water conservation, especially in this past legislative session. Around $500 million going towards water conservation efforts from the legislative session. One of the larger bills passed is what's being called the in-stream flow legislation. It's always been whoever has the private water rights controls the water, and basically this state has said there's a compelling interest for the state to have some say in how water is used. This bill is important. With these laws, the state can now have more control over where the water is going. They can focus on more water flowing back into the Great Salt Lake. The state can also move water from individuals who own water shares but aren't using it to find a way to put it back into the system without the individuals losing rights to water if they need it. As for individual water conservation efforts, try taking shorter showers, turning the water off when brushing your teeth, or replacing garden or lawn with native vegetation that requires less water. A little bit can go a long way. With a lot more focus on conservation and the drought, hopefully we can see a more positive future for the state. I'm Oliver Jones, reporting.